It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat reporter for the Mercury News, and on today's episode, I'll be joined by Charles T. Hamilton to discuss Mason Plumley, who is set to become a free agent this offseason and could solve a lot of problems for the Warriors at their center position. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's another Target Tuesday where we break down a potential target for the Warriors this offseason. And today, we're talking about Mason Plumlee, Denver Nuggets center, who backed up Nico Jokic, but was a big part of the rotation for a team that went to the Western Conference Finals. And like Jokic, Mason Plumlee was a strong facilitator. He averaged two and a half assists per game. And Charles, we know Steve Kerr likes his playmaking centers. He sure does. I mean, that's one of the things that jumped out for me as well is, is the assists. I mean, two and a half assists a game. He's a guy who... I don't know. There are times when I've seen him and I'm, I wonder, you know, is, is he worth the money? <laughs> That's the other thing. I didn't realize how much he was getting paid this year either. He had a nice little salary, but then you look at the assists, the points that he's able to generate on uh, 17 minutes a game. Right. Uh, the, the, the defense rebounding leaves a little something to be uh, desired, but you know, there's more to rebounding than rebounds. If, if you get what I'm saying, you know, mm-hmm. can you box out? Can you clear space? Uh, be active, etc. He's a solid player, especially because he fills a need that the Warriors have. You know, he's a somewhat of a throwback in the sense that he's kind of a banger. He's not uh, super scoring oriented, doesn't have much of a jumper or anything, but he'll get it done in the paint. You can match him up against, you know, bigger centers, etc. And that's something the Warriors don't have. Uh, he's just, he's just solid. I mean, that's the best way to put it. He is a solid solid center in today's NBA. He, he is, he reminds me so much of just like the Andrew Bogut, the Zaza Pachulia type. Like those guys aren't shooting threes. They're not blowing you away. They don't really need the ball to be effective, but they can the, in Steve Kerr's offense. But those guys were able to facilitate from the top of the circle and the high post and the low block. And Mason Plumlee can do all of those things. And having a playmaking center is so special. And we know it is so important to Steve Kerr's offense. And he has talked about that at length even recently and we're seeing right now in today's game having a, how having a guy like Jokic, how having a guy like Bam Adebayo or Anthony Davis who can go out there and just play make from that five position from those from the middle of the floor at that height because Mason Plumlee, like those guys, I mean, this is a legit seven-footer, right? Like he's listed 6'11", 250. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big guy. And so to have somebody you could see over the defense from the middle of the floor and just kick out to guys like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry coming off of these screens – would be huge, and it's something that the Warriors were missing. Like, lately, Marquise Chris, he can facilitate, and he was very impressive with, like, dribble handoffs and stuff, but very perimeter-oriented. Marquise Chris isn't the biggest center, right? Where Mason Plumlee's 6'11", Marquise Chris is listed 6'9". Okay, so there's – like, I, I still think that he's going to be able to do some of that stuff, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it to the same degree and same effectiveness as Mason Plumlee. And what you love about his game is just the overall efficiency. He shot 61.5% from the floor. Granted, he only scored 7.2 points per game, 
but he wasn't wasting attempts and getting to that seven points per game. So if he does that for the Warriors, that's a perfect fit because he shouldn't be shooting all that much, right? It should be Steph and Clay and Wiggins and Pascal and all these other guys who are getting the bulk of the shots. Plumlee to me is a, is just when you're, when you're looking at guys who can be available, he, he's got all the things that you like from past Warriors centers. I guess my only concern would be, is what you want right now a past Warrior Center, or are you looking to get somebody who could stretch the floor a little bit more? I think that's a, a legit question to ask. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you mentioned it. There, there's only a couple centers in the league who should be taking shots away from Stephen Clay. Any center on this team is getting shots created for him or is working to get their buckets. It's, you know, you're not going to get a, a play run for you uh, unless you're, I don't know, Joel Embiid or Carl Anthony Towns or someone on this team. But like you mentioned, is, is that what they need? And that's one of the things with uh, Plumlee is even if they got him, our, he would be – he's a good player. Like there's no doubting it. He would come in. He would contribute. He'd be a good player to have. But then you still have the need for a stretch big, which that's not just us projecting. The Warriors have talked about it uh, for a while. And they had one with uh, Spellman last year. He ended up having to move him. And now that's something they're still looking for. So even if they go and get Plumlee, which I wouldn't be against, I would still want them to look to try and find a stretch big. And, and they would too, because they just don't have one. Yeah. And he's not one of these guys who can like have, I don't think at least have this sort of late career Renaissance as no. far as becoming a three point shooter, like a Brooke, no, Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this Mason Plumlee is shooting 50%, 56% for his career from uh, free throw from the free throw line. Uh, he's taken, let's see, 32 three-pointers in his entire career. He only took five this last season, and he missed all five of them. He's and shooting he's, 6% from three for his career. That's really not good. Not great. Uh, and so I, I just don't think that he's going to be that sort of player. But that said, uh, as far as all these other things, and then on the defensive end, he's that legit seven-footer, right? And, you know, you want to be able to have that sort of body to go up against, you know – Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid and Steven Adams and Anthony Davis. But there are also concerns there too, where mm-hmm. we saw at the end of that, that Denver Nuggets Lakers, you know, series, I at the end of game two of that, of that Western conference final series, and Anthony Davis came off that screen and, and hit that game winning three pointer. Mason Plumley blew a coverage on the perimeter there. And, yeah. and it's a big reason why Anthony Davis was able to get off a clean look. And so there's, there's concerns there too, defensively, uh, maybe if you're the Warriors, you're just playing Mason Plumlee and drop coverage the whole time. But Denver largely did that too. There are just going to be times where you need him to get on the perimeter, but maybe he's just not in the game at those situations. Maybe that's when Marquise Chris is in there or Kevon Looney is in there instead. Oh, yeah. No, he would be the, the Zaza Pachulia type player where, you know, 17 minutes a game might be what he gets with the Warriors. That might even be high where you're, you're more of a – he may start get three, four minutes to start the game. And unless there's a matchup, or, you know, they need the, just the, the size and, and uh, strength that he, he brings, you'd see a ton of Kevon Looney and Marquise Chris to close games out. And that's the other thing, too. You mentioned, you know, his, him messing up the coverage in that, uh, that Lakers game. The, the Warriors, with what they can offer this offseason, unless they get someone with their trade exception or, you know, a, a bigger trade, they're not going to get a perfect center who – is going to be able to shut down Joel Embiid or shut down Jokic or anything. They're going to get someone who can play them better than uh, Kevon Looney or, or Marquise Chris because of how small they are. You know, they, they have minimum, they have the taxpayer mid-level, and that's it. So these are kind of the levels of centers they're going to get 
Plumley, Alex Len, etc. And they're going to be better options, but neither of them are, or none of them, excuse me, are going to be, you know, the shutdown, the, the Embiid stoppers or anything. But as far as Plumley's concerned, he's probably the best option out of that entire group. No, that's a good point. You mentioned, you know, does he even play 17 minutes per game for this team? Let's uh, talk about Rock Auto. What do you pay? Increasing number of vehicle center models. Plays 17 minutes per game. That's what we're going to talk about next year. Well, you might not be able to visit a traditional store, so do it easily online at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com for shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low without the markup that you find at chain stores. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and then write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's talk about Built Go, whether it's for your mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Go every day. These are easy to carry one and a half ounce packages, perfect to bring in your briefcase or in your golf bag. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. And it comes in three delicious flavors, uh, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. So how does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein, a fast-absorbing protein that gets into the system fast and promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So here's the offer. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. We're talking about Mason Plumley, who I think would be a home run for the Warriors, uh, but it would require a few things to happen first. Uh, Charles, first of all, Denver would have to let him go. <laughs> they, would not, they would have to not re-sign him. Interesting thing that the Nuggets are having to deal with coming up this offseason. They've got four major free agents, right? And... Um, that's Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Tory Craig, who Warriors fans remember, and uh, and Paul Millsap. And of that group, I think Jeremy Grant is the the number one option, number one priority priority for Denver. Grant was huge for them in these playoffs. He was their LeBron defender in the Western Conference Finals. They're going to try to bring him back before they bring any of those other guys back. After that, you could argue that it's Tory Craig, who was also central to that team's defense, um, and then. And then I, I would think past that, it's probably one of, if any of, Paul Millsap or Mason Plumley. Millsap slowed down. He was showing his age for quite a bit of those playoffs. He started to come back strong a little bit in the conference finals against the Lakers. But um, of those two, who knows? They might not even be able to get either of them. But that's where the Nuggets are going to have to make a decision. After that, Mason Plumley may indeed become a free agent. If he is a free agent, I do think that the Warriors could get him with the mid-level exception if they choose to use the mid-level exception, which is a whole other question that we don't really need to get into. But that's what I think is going to be demanding on the free agent market this year is at least a part of the MLA. Yeah, and well said, a part of it, because I don't think they would give him the whole thing, especially considering the role he would be playing. Uh, but a part of it, also the minimum for him is right around $2 million. I think mm-hmm. it comes just under $2 million, so... I do think if that's the best he can do, Denver would just, you know, give him more. I think Denver still likes him, even with his ineff- ineff- deficiencies, excuse me. But he 
uh, is a good backup to Jokic. Like they have yeah. a good thing going. And unless they find some, unless they want, you know, more athleticism and more youth to, to pair with Jokic or, or play behind him or another stretch big or whatever it is, you know, they, they have uh, different avenues they can take, but I do think they like Mason Plumley. And as far as spending some of the mid-level exception, I don't know. What's like, what is some? Would $3 million do it? And then that leaves you with, you know, just under $3 million left right. to either sign some second round picks to guarantee deals or to potentially try and sign another free agent. I just, I feel like it's a, the mid-level exception is an asset that the Warriors have where breaking it up in this way probably isn't to their benefit. But again, if, if they can get him with the minimum, I think that's a home run. I think that's a done deal. No question. You start him. He plays the Zaza role, plays a couple minutes, you take him out. You get the younger guys in, the more athletic guys in that fit a little better. Um, but he still gets the, the, you know, whatever the honor right. or whatever of starting that, you know, players like to get. So minimum I think, all I think, in. Yeah. No, I, I think that's something that the Warriors can throw at Mason Plumlee as far as negotiate. You're going to be our starting center. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to play 15 minutes per game, but you're going to start. And, uh, and, and, you know, Mason Plumlee, can, can, he saw the Warriors do what they did with Zaza and Bogut and David West and these guys. And, and I think he, could, he would relish that sort of role. Like, oh, I, he likes the playmaking. He's very good at it. It's not just because he's put in positions in Denver, Denver to do that. He's a really good passer at the center spot. I think he would be mm-hmm. really good for Golden State at that spot. Um, just like he was with Denver. So if the Nuggets need to go in another direction, maybe all they can do is offer him 1.8 or 2 million or whatever the minimum comes at. Um, if the Warriors can just, you know, hey, we'll give you a million more to be our starting center, maybe Mason Plumlee does that. And because yeah. he's not starting right now with Denver either, right? Nikola Jokic yeah. is the starter. I don't know how much that matters to him, but it is right. at least something if you're Bob Myers that you're floating at Mason Plumlee saying you're going to be our starting center and we're going to give you a million dollars more than what Denver can offer. Uh, I think, and, and you're going to be a championship contender just like you were with the Nuggets. So you're not, you're not going to have to, you know, worry about, you know, giving up that sort of level of competition. You're, you're going to still get, you're going to have a chance to go out, go out and chase a ring with us. So I think they have an, a, a pretty good sales pitch for Plumlee. Um, maybe, yeah, you don't want to use the whole MLE. I don't think that they would want to use the whole MLE on Plumlee, even if that's what it came down to. But I think you would just want a player who could play more minutes, right? Like who could play yeah. like 20 minutes versus 15. Yeah. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be against them using the partial mid-level exception because then what that would do is, yeah, maybe you only have 2 to $3 million left to spare with the mid-level exception. But that is a little bit better than the minimum that you can give, you know, mm-hmm. another veteran wing out there like a Mo Harkless or whoever the guy is that you want to talk about. If they're going to go out and get another veteran wing, which I think they're also going, I think they're going to get two veteran free agents. I think one's going to play wing and one's going to play center. And that just gives you an ability to go out and offer that veteran wing a little bit more than the minimum when there's going to be a lot of teams out there looking to add wings. Yeah, definitely. One one thing that, again, it doesn't matter that much, but I think Warriors fans remember, I think it was uh, the 15, 16 season when, you know, the Warriors played Portland in the playoffs and it felt like every single shot Plumlee took got blocked by either Bogut or Draymond. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, something that sticks in my mind where I thought maybe he he's good and he would be a good fit and all that stuff. But I thought maybe he was a little overrated at times. Like, I still can't believe that Denver gave up Nurkic and a first round pick to get Plumlee. I know he fits. I know Nurkic did all that stuff, but I just, uh, you know, little personal things on my end about Plumlee. But as far as it goes with basketball fit, minimum, maybe slightly above the minimum to get him, he would be great fit. And the other thing you mentioned is, you know, you're still coming to a contender. 
does he think the Warriors are in a better position to contend than Denver? You know, Denver's a good, uh, in a good spot. Maybe he feels like he's a part of something there. So there's just a lot of uh, different, uh, you know, factors that come into, well, I think Denver's in a better spot and I don't mind not starting or, right. you know, Steph and Clay and me starting like that's a no brainer. So right. a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of aspects here, but again, also we talked about Denver could just say, Hey, thanks for your time. And we're moving on. You know, yeah. it's, I just, I'm excited for all of this stuff and I'm getting pretty tired of it all getting pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned there's a lot of factors going on. One of those factors is Marcus Saul deciding to head to Spain. Uh, I think that he was obviously Golden State's number one option there as far yeah. as using them. And they would have used the full MLE on a guy like Gasol. But with him going to Spain, would Mason Plumlee be the best option center? That's what we're going to talk about here next on Lockdown Warriors. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. If you haven't already, now is a perfect time to hit that subscribe button to get episodes of Lockdown Warriors automatically in your feed every day. Uh, there's some interesting names at the center of this offseason. Aaron Baines, Serge Ibaka, Myers Leonard, Kelly Olynyk could be available. I mean, there's, there's guys who make sense for the Warriors, some of which we've talked about um, on a Target Tuesday before. But Mason Plumlee is at the top of my list as far as free agents go. Um, where, as far as centers who are free agents go, mm-hmm. uh, where is he for you? I'd say probably near the top. I, I think just because of the size of Alex Len, I'm a little more intrigued by him and the youth. But again, there's the level of, well, uh, Plumlee's been around longer. Like, is he more sound on, on defense? You know, will he be where you need him to at times when Alex Len won't, et cetera? Uh, I definitely have him up there as far as just overall player goes. But I say it every freaking show, I'm a, I like shooters, and they need right. a stretch five. So a guy like Myers Leonard or – uh, Kelly Olynyk, who can't do as much of what Plumlee brings with his size and his ability to defend, they bring some of that and three-point shooting, where right. Plumlee brings the size and ability to defend, zero three-point shooting. So he's up there. And again, it goes with price and everything. Right. If we're talking minimums, done. He's the number one guy. If we have to dip into the taxpayer MLE, there's a little more of a thought to it where like, would... Myers Leonard and Kylo Quinn be able to give you something two two minimum guys to be able to give you more than, you know, spending some of the MLE on Mason Plumlee. Yeah. And look, there's other guys out there. I mentioned Aaron Baines and Serge Ibaka. Those are legit three point shooters um, who are kind of stiffs defensively, but mm-hmm. that's not to say that Mason Plumlee isn't. Um, <laughs> they don't offer nearly the playmaking. You know, I don't really trust Serge Ibaka to throw a pass. I don't no. really 
trust Aaron Baines to throw a pass or really defend at a high level either. He's big, but I think he gives more of an impression of being a, a stout rim protector yes. than, than the proof is there. Yes. Um, and, and then there's a guy like Myers Leonard who, you know, is starting for the heat in the finals because Bam Adebayo is out, but otherwise couldn't crack the rotation for Miami in these yeah. playoffs. And then Kelly Olynyk, you would have to pay him $12 million a year and use your, you know, trade exception to get him. Uh, and so I think what you said was very uh, accurate. It, if, if you can get him at the minimum or near the minimum, I think he's, he's a slam dunk for the Warriors. But if you need to start spending a little bit more, maybe if you need to use the full MLE, maybe still Serge Ibaka makes more sense because he, he, can, he is a rim protector. He is a great three-point shooter for his position. He's not going to give you all the playmaking, but maybe you figure you can get that from Marquise Chris and from other spots on the roster. Uh, I think for the Warriors, it depends. Like, do you value if, – if you only got to pick one, do you value this, the floor spacing or do you value the playmaking, considering that you're getting some playmaking from Marquise Chris, but you're really not getting any floor spacing from, from the center position from any of the other guys? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a tough one and, you know, factors, again, of how much it costs. Uh, and, you know, is it opportunity cost as well for, for other players that might be uh, better fits because of their shooting, et cetera. Surge is another guy who, uh, minimum, I don't think you can get him for. So then you're dipping into the taxpayer MLE, which, right. you know, uh, it, it, uh, it, it's all uh, in uh, the, the plans or whatever, the, the philosophies. And that's the other thing. Are the Warriors changing their philosophies this year? We're all kind of working on the the idea of what we've seen work with them. Are they kind of saying, well, you know, we can't just continue to try to find the next Andre Iguodala and the next Bogut? Or are they, you know, sticking with what they've done? I've talking with Steve Kerr recently, he likes having the playmaking five. We know that that's going to be important to him. But you're right. Do they feel like they need more three-point shooting from that position too? You would guess that the answer to that is yes, considering they spent almost all of last season trying to find that player, right? In <laughs> uh, Omari Spellman and Dragon Bender and these guys. Now, are you willing to give that up and say, because look, the Warriors, I wrote about this recently for the Mercury News, but they need to take more threes. We know that the league passed them by as far as three-point shooting, but they were yeah. living with that because they had Kevin Durant, you know, dropping bombs on a nightly basis from mid-range, right? Yeah. And, but you don't have Durant anymore. And so you're going to need to find an uptick in three-point shooting, very similar to the 2015-2016 teams, right, that led the league in three-point shooting. Part of that, there's two ways to sort of go about that. Either you get another three or four three-pointers a game from your center spot, or you have that center facilitate Steph Curry and Clay Thompson all day long and let Steph and Clay get their own personal record-breaking seasons from three-point range, which they may need to do. And look, if the option is between even Myers Leonard shooting threes and Steph Curry taking three more three pointers a game or Clay Thompson take three, I think you take the latter. Yeah. But it that's easier said than done, right? Like, is it really in Steph and Clay's, um, you know, sort of uh, personality to just go out there and take a hardened level type of three pointers in a game? I don't know. I don't know. Even if Steve Kerr asked them to, I don't know that they would be willing to do that especially when you want to feed guys like Andrew Wiggins and Eric Paschal and, and Draymond Green. You want to get him going every once in a while. Um, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, but still, I, I think just for, there is no perfect answer out there on the, the center market. Marcus Saul is just not available. Um, and so Mason Plumley to me, something at the minimum or near the minimum would make a lot of sense. And maybe you get him and combine him with uh, Myers Leonard at the minimum or something yeah. like that. No, like, I mean, the biggest part of it for me is the, the cost 
if it's a minimum, perfect. Get Mason Plumley, get Myers Leonard, and let's go. <laughs> you know, right. it's just the fact that it could cost more where I'm just skeptical about paying him more. And the other tough part is with Serge Plumley is they're in pretty good situations right now. You know, mm-hmm. I think with guys like, uh, you know, JaVale was getting uh, a career resurgence. Uh, Zaza came in because, the you know, it was looking like the best team that was ever assembled. Uh, David West was looking for a ring. Where guys like Serge and Plumley, Serge has a ring, you know? Uh, like, right. let me make the most money possible. He, he doesn't need to go ring chase. Plumley's in a great position with Denver. Think, might think he has a great thing going, and they might feel the same way. So it's – there's just so many factors where before it was with guys who you could definitely throw in the like, well, yeah, you're coming to a better situation. I don't know if that's the case here with the Warriors, or at least, you know, other players would believe that's the case uh, like they did before, you know. When yeah, and, can, and if Draymond Green is going to be your starting power forward, which he's going to be, do you really want to put a non-floor spacer next to him when Draymond Green, like a, a big part of those Andrew Bogut teams or the fact that, Draymond Green was at least shooting 35% from three-point range that one season. And then that following season, people still sort of respected him from at least the corner. And teams have basically just been leaving him alone, you know, these last yeah. couple of years. I don't – and without, you know, again, having a guy like Durant out there on the floor, even with Steph and Clay out there, like you could, you could play off of Draymond, you could play off of Plumlee, and that now you've got two defenders to throw at – Steph and Clay, and by the way, I don't know that people are even going to guard Andrew Wiggins out there on the perimeter. Exactly. So I I do. I keep coming back to this, but you look at what the Heat did with Bam Adebayo. He started power forward. I know he's playing center. He started power forward almost exclusively during the regular season with Myers Leonard starting at center. Do you just kind of take that formula and copy it if you're the Warriors? And then if that's the case, then you just go out and sign Myers Leonard. Do you go and throw the full MLE at Serge Ibaka or a guy or like Aaron Baines or something like that? A guy who can legitimately space the floor from the five. And you say, look, all this playmaking that we used to want from our centers, that's just, we're going to give that all to Draymond Green now. And all this, all these three point shots that we needed to do, Steph, Clay, just take more. And basically what you do is you just ask your core trio, just do more of what you do well already at a hall of fame level. And we'll let all these other complimentary pieces just sort of fill in the gaps. Yeah, and another part of it too is, yes, I feel more confident when I see something that a guy has already done, seeing that Mason Plumley can create. Same thing with Myers Leonard. You know, they're good passers. But, you know, Draymond made a good point earlier this year when he was bashing the Suns one of those numerous times about Marquise Chris. And I think Jared Dudley even said it as well. You know, part of why Marquise Chris was looked at as a bust is because of what uh, the Suns were asking him to do, right. you know, and maybe these guys just haven't had the opportunity to be playmakers and things like that. I mean, Serge has been in the league long enough. We kind of know, uh, you know, what he is and his, his playmaking ability, his passing ability, but you know, some of the younger guys like, you know, Myers Leonard, again, not saying that it's there and that he's going to be great, but maybe we just haven't seen them get the opportunity to do these things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's going to be the Warriors, uh, scouting department to figure out what these players can or cannot do but uh sean livingston's got to figure it out for us man that's right uh well that'll do it for us here today remember subscribe to new episodes of lockdown warriors wherever you listen to podcasts please rate review and say nice things about the show you can send your comments and questions to me on twitter at wc goldberg or email them to wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com thanks for listening stay safe and i'll see you here tomorrow morning Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. 
The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.